The Red Rum Theater, episode 36, One Crazy Summer. movies we love movies we were raised by movies we're your host Ernesto Alanis ow now brown cow ow now brown cow and I'm Antonio Marino dude getting ready I want to quote stay uh, uh the, from it the line he says um oh the uh, stuttering line yeah, yeah, yeah I can't remember what it is I, can't remember. I just uh finally listened to the damn book I forgot okay because I was saying it I was gonna write it down oh it's really good now, uh, something about posts and boasts and... He hits his fists. You don't... Yeah, fists, something. Yes, hits his fists against the post. The something, did, something, did, something. The ghost. Remember how I was saying Ryan? So, every week we look at one of the movies that helped raise us, raise us up. That movie raised us right and raised us wrong. Today we're going to the movie One Crazy Summer. How it taught us to befriend the fat kid. And to eat the rich. The proverbial fat kid. Proverbial. Doesn't have to be a fat kid. <laughs> it could be an ugly kid. <laughs> could be a smelly kid. Yeah, he could be that guy that you got to teach about deodorant. <laughs> could be the kid with the lazy eye. And, tell, <laughs> hey, and say, listen, Holmes, I know you love, you, you think you live in a snow globe, but your hair ain't snowing, player. <laughs> Held and shoulders, bro. Head and shoulders, dog. <laughs> you ever heard of chapstick player? <laughs> Oh, this is called Mitchum. This it's, is called it's, it's, Carmex. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want these girls to think you got herpes. <laughs> Lips all blowed up. So, we're talking about a movie called... Too bad War. we had to learn all that stuff on our own, dude. Dude, what are you going to do, error, man? Uh, so, we're watching One Crazy Summer. This movie got 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is the same score as Independence Day. So, it did pretty well on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not which bad. It's crazy. Especially for this movie. I know, it's, it's this a movie's wack, crazy. It's a wackadoo film, dude. It was released August 8th, 1986. That's We're, crazy. I'm six years old. Five. I'm you're, five. You're five. I'm turning five. <laughs> so, this movie comes out directed by Savage Steve Holland. Savage, his nickname is Savage because I guess when he was a kid, he was in a soccer game and kicked some kid's teeth out. So he got a nickname as a kid and stayed with him forever. So Savage Steve Holland. <laughs> Dang, I thought he was a Little Monsters fan, Fred Savage. Didn't. <laughs> no, but, uh, somebody standing next to him with the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> but kick somebody's teeth out? I, I, that, that's on IMDb, that's what oh, it says. Oh my dude. goodness. But uh, this guy only has like two movies to his name. He has this and Better Off Dead. That's a pretty good resume, bro. Also John Cusack, and also a weird movie. Remember Better Off Dead? And the, the hamburger? The, I, I, the, the one thing I mainly remember about Better Off Dead was the paper boy that was trying to collect his money the whole movie. Yes! The it's whole a movie. crazy movie. It has the same, uh, the same yeah. feel as this Randomness one. Randomness. Yeah. Um, 
This movie, though, it, it, it's we'll get to that. Um, the plot, the basic plot of this film is very simple. You get a uh, high school graduate goes to Nantucket, and uh, Nantucket, dude, come on, to, I don't even understand this world. Goes for the summer, and uh, he makes Nantucket. <laughs> makes all oh, these lobsters. <laughs> he makes some new friends. Uh, He's sneaking, uh, fa- falls in love. He, he's trying to figure out what to do with his life. He just graduated high school. So his homeboy's like, come home with me, meet my family, my friends in Nantucket for the summer. So he's going to so go there, hang on. Just there, blow there, the there. summer off. Yep. Let's just go crazy. And he sneaky goes there, and all the, the main, I guess the, the conflict is uh, makes a friend, and there's this house full of seniors, which you never, ever see. You never see one of the old people. You don't, like you hear this, there's these people that need this house, but you never, ever. The only thing you know about the house is the guy who ran it died. (laughs) And they go to the funeral. That's all you know about the house. You never see one old person. But they talk about how much, like, what about the people here? There's no people. You're just going to throw them out of the street? (laughs) But uh, the the, the evil land baron wants to open a lobster. He's the worst. This dude is so bad. He's so evil that he has his uh, housekeepers and whatever else. Bring him a live lobster. He sits with a stethoscope in a in the pot in, in a in a boiling uh, a, a pot of boiling water. Puts the stethoscope in the water, and they put the lobster. He and he tells him, "Leave me." Leave. And he puts the lobster in the boiling water, and he listens to it die. And then when he thinks it's done, he gets like a sad face. But then it starts, you know, screaming a little bit more, and then he's like all satisfied. It's just like, dude, what the crap? Do you notice he's that guy, sick, dude. all his servants are all African-American oh, yeah. women? What a piece of crap. Leave me. <laughs> he's sorry, dude. <laughs> but he's got he's to gotta figure out how to save the house. And that's kind of the, the basic plot. And there's a lot of fun things happening in between. But the plot is to save this, this house from the evil land developer. It's a classic Scooby-Doo plot. Dude. Yeah. Um, but uh, now. Well, the best is, is the main guy's name. His name is Hoops. Because his mom had this, like, her, her, his dream. Father, yeah, his father played ba- ball. Yeah, well, his mom has the dream that he's going to get a basketball scholarship, and, and he's the worst basketball player ever. Dude, I love that he shows his, uh, there's a trash can in his room, empty, and there's just paper Paper all everywhere. <laughs> he's horrible. I'm a better basketball player than this guy is. Dude, uh, it, it, the funny thing is, is I miss it, because I, I haven't watched it in 20 years, but the, the buddy says, you're going to get the graduation wheels. That's like... You know, that, that's the best part about graduating. Well, before he says that, he says, um, I know your mom thinks that since you're not getting a basketball scholarship that you're, you know, you're going to be a street sweeper. And then he's, he's looking for his, his graduation wheels, and it's a street sweeper, dude. It's so funny. He's it's like, really funny, dude. It's so random because I remember, I remember when I was young, I was like, what is that, a tank? That looks awesome. <laughs> There's a lot of jokes I didn't get when I was young. Big time. Um, now, here's the thing. Let's look up with a cell for this movie. Why should you? Let's say you like to listen to this podcast and you listen to it because you enjoy it, you're a friend of ours, or you become a friend through podcasting, you listen to the show, you enjoy it, you're driving around. Why should you take the time to watch One Crazy Summer? What's the sell? How do we sell this? I've got to two words that will sell the whole movie. Go! Bobcat, Goldweight. That sells the whole movie. He sells the movie. I po- okay, by my homeboy Ray. He, I, I posted on, on Facebook that I was watching this movie the other night. My homeboy Ray says, it's a great movie. So I put on YouTube my favorite scene. And it's Bobcat telling a story. And if you watch that one scene, it's so, it's so just off the wall. 
You, you're going to want to watch the whole movie. Legit. He's so crazy. And he's just one of this great new characters. Dude, it's a, it's a, a cast of the, the gang that couldn't shoot straight. It's just, <laughs> it's amazing. Because that was all your boys in high school. <laughs> but, uh, it's, yeah. Okay, so Tony says, Bobcat, my, my sell to you why you should watch this movie. Okay, I, believe it or not, I know with Tony on the podcast, I laugh all the time. But Tony makes me laugh more than anybody in the whole world. I love to laugh, dude. I love to have a good belly laugh. I go watch comedies. I, go, I, I rent movies. And I want, like, I, I'm like, make me. Like, make me laugh. I'm not out of dare. It's a, it's, a, it's a, please, make me laugh. A lot of movies I watch, I don't laugh. Do I just watch? If I get one. The worst is when somebody's like, you got to watch this. It's the funniest movie ever. And you're sitting there and you're like, I want to give them courtesy laughs. <laughs> but this is so bad. <laughs> Nothing. Like, I remember uh, me and my boy, Tony Swansea. Um, we were in the car. He, he, was, he had his sister's red convertible, and we were cruising around. And I told him something I thought was the funniest thing ever. And it's crickets. And I looked at him. I go, really, dude? And he, lo- he looks up at me, and he just goes, oh, dude, I was laughing on the inside. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> it was awesome. Dude, he got you. Boy. He got me, dude. I'm like, hey, dude. Um, but uh, this movie, I'm telling you, I'm, I, I, five. If you ten, don't laugh, check your pulse. Dude, I I laughed the whole movie through, <laughs> dude. I watched it by myself, and I was tired, and I was like, "This is the funniest thing ever, dude." It's, it's just so never, funny. never, never. <laughs> like all the cartoons are right after something happened to him, so it's in the cartoon he draws. But uh, <laughs> you touched my car, <laughs> like dude. It's uh, <laughs> completely he's, silent. He's, he's like, what? But uh, <laughs> it's just a, and the thing is not only not only honestly for me it's hilariously goofy but also it brings me back to being young. I love that feeling, dude. Because honestly, looking back to high school, no better feeling. I dream about being young sometimes. The thing is, we were goofballs, the goofiest ever. And you didn't walk around for adventures to get into. You just wanted to find things to, to happen. Dude, remember we used to have like just people come over and spend the night, and we'd like throw on our sweater, it was like the middle of fall, and we'd go through the woods in the middle of the night just to go terrorize some stuff. Dude, it, it just and it just brings you back to having a crew, having friends, not really know what you're going to do next, and it's just a, it's a good feeling. It's a great teen comedy. So, watch the movie. Let's, let's go through the cast. Man, is it a good movie. So, first you have John Cusick as, as Hoops, and like I said before. Okay, can you think of anything he was in that, that he does a bad job? He's so awesome. Even in Con Air, he was hilarious. Okay, in Con Air, I, I, he's the best part of the movie. He, dude, he's he's got stinking mandals on <laughs> what are you with talking? socks. No, he doesn't. Yes! I got to watch it again. Dude. Listen, first of all, I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to stand by my whole stick in life. The greatest killers the world's ever known. Is it ninja? Stinking ninjas. And they wear... The sticking big toe dude, tied off. I'm just saying, I wear thong sandals with socks, thong sandals with socks, and it's legit. It's all right. It's you know allowed. What? And I look at that and I think about, I, I I picture myself wearing a thong and how uncomfortable <laughs> it is, because I'm like, dude, all I see is your big toe and the rest of your feet, the rest of your toes, because <laughs> that one the thong is in between. I'm like, dude, that is not comfortable. It's <laughs> I, not, dude. It's not there's no way. It's, it's not so much comfort. It's more Listen, about laziness. And you want well, true that. But you want to talk about how how ninjas are the baddest dudes. Dude, yeah. when, when I see wear those, I think about foot soldiers and about how uh, yo ninja rap started. There's a whole bunch of foot soldiers getting whooped on, dude, by the turtles. Actually, I'll, turtles kind of had the thong thing going on. 
They oh. they like two toes. Okay, well, that's why I picked the thong, dude. <laughs> that's a lot of thong conversation for this podcast. I know, dude. Oh. Let's get back to Nantucket. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie didn't even wear a thong in this movie. <laughs> oh, which I, I'm gonna talk about. Anyways, uh, <laughs> nasty with that stinking thong thong sandal with socks, dude. Oh. I love it, but um, Cusack, I can't even movie. I hated him, dude. Man. Even that Stephen King movie, that short story he had, 1402. That was incredible. It was awesome, dude. Um, there's that one. Everyone has the same birthday. Are we gonna do greatness test Cusack today? No, we've done it already. Did we? Yeah. Say anything. Oh yeah, he's great. Uh, <laughs> Cusack. I love. I love. Gross Cusack. point. Bank. Gross point. High fidelity. Loved. I love Sandy. I love this guy. Cusack is my boy, dude. I he's, love him. He's the man. And in this movie, he's really young. This is like he's so young. It's like a third movie. This movie's so old. Booger from Revenge of the Nerds is in it, and he looks like a child. It's crazy. Um, so Cusack, we love him. Demi it's Mo- thirty-one years old, dude. Demi Moore's in this, and she's young. She's been fine, and, and like this is way before uh, Charlie's Angels and all that. Yeah, when before she was like, plastic out. Yeah, yeah. She was good. She was beautiful. It's like like in Ghost. How she's a, a very plain beauty, very natural. Um, Remember the one the son's making fun of her, saying, "Hey, what are you corn husks in her ears?" <laughs> it's like, dude, she's all hippied out, but she's great, dude. Now, I, it's a dumb question. I, I know it. If I'm an actor, actress, and I get asked to be in a movie and to lip sync, I'm not gonna be pumped about that. It always looks terrible when you sing and don't sing. Like, it, you can see it so clearly that they're not singing this song. Yeah, it all comes back to Zach Attack on Saved by the Bell. It's like, dude. <laughs> It's, you're singing a, a song that's all black dudes. <laughs> this ain't you. <laughs> um, I want to know the band that does the music for the movie. Because there's a band she's covering. She's Cassandra. But um, Demi Moore's great in this. The second song's catchy. It is real first catchy. first one's not. first one's terrible. But no one's there to hear it, so no one cares. There's no energy in the room. What are you going to do? Um, but uh, speaking of which, you want to make a big announcement about your band? Oh, music. Not yet. Oh, it's not, it's not a public knowledge? No. Oh, hey, everybody. How you doing? Stupid as a mug. You better <laughs> edit that out, fool. Um, so, Debbie Moore's followed by Bobcat. And Bobcat Gold, how do you say, Gold Weight? I think it's Gold, gold Weight. Okay. Either way, rewind. Demi Moore, her, is it her grandpa or her dad? Grandpa. Grandpa is the one that runs the house that they're trying to save. And they befriend her because she's being chased because she's trying to raise money. These guys are trying to rip her off. So they help her get away. She's going to Nantucket. So they're all going together. They end up meeting. And there's an initial attraction. And they're trying to help her out. That's the whole reason that they're the whole Beckerstead estate deal. Right. Okay, no. And, but she, just, she was trying to raise money because she, she's a musician. Right. So they were trying to rip her off because she did a gig. So... Okay, fast forward, Bobcat. Okay, Bobcat in this movie, he's part of the Stork he's Twins. He's so funny, dude. You, you meet them. Oh, right the, my they goodness. They the boat, and there's these two brothers. They're twins, and uh, they work for their dad, and they're the mechanics, local mechanics in Stork town. Stork Brothers. It's, what's the garage called? Uh, Stork and Sons. Stork and Sons, yeah. <laughs> Stork and Sons. This makes me think of Velasics. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're the they're, they're, it's a tourist town. They're and awesome. they don't leave for the summer. They're, they're the guys that are there all year long. They're the yokels, dude. They're there and they are they're picked on by everybody. And they're the only mechanic in town, so they everybody goes to them, but they, they treat them like crap. Dude. Trash on. It's ah! like he's so <laughs> crazy. Bobcat, I 
I like Bobcat. He's awesome. He was the Police Academy two through four. Yeah. He starts out as the, the criminal in part two. Um, yeah, the yeah. old zoo. Yeah. Well, the old, not the new zoo. <laughs> Remember when he's falling downstairs? That didn't hurt. That didn't hurt. That didn't hurt. Then the like, dude stamps on his hand. That hurt. <laughs> and then in three, then he's a recruit. And in four, he's a cop. Yep. It's crazy. His, his character arc in Police Academy is pretty it's impressive, awesome. dude. It's awesome. Uh, citizens on Patrol, cop. Uh, but <laughs> Cops, Citizens on Patrol, that was a good one, dude. It was a good one. Too four. bad. Has Tackleberry ever done anything else? I don't know. Did he need to do anything else? Dude, all those the guys. The scene on the beach in Miami, the Jaws scene, when the shark comes up to the beach and the little kid's screaming, everybody's all scared, and then Tackleberry's out there with a hand cannon. And he's like, move it, move it, move it. Dude, it's amazing, dude. But uh, Police Academy. Worst movies ever. I love them so. Bobcat became, nowadays he is a movie maker. He, he writes and directs. Right. Weird movies, weird projects. And he has a regular voice all of a sudden. I watched him on a, on a podcast. He was on um, your guy, the fighter, uh, Joe Rogan. Rogan. He yep. was on Rogan. Too bad Rogan's got Maynard from Tool coming up next week. Holy That's going to be cow. incredible. But he has a normal voice, and he an interview he did about Robin Williams dying, and it was it was uh, it was it was heartfelt. Like Bobcat stood up for Robin Williams. Well, here's the thing: Bobcat was in the um, what do you call that? Open mic world. He he knew all the comedians. He was he he's a stand up comedian. If you don't right. know, like he. Anybody who was on the local circuit, I guarantee, like Dana Carvey, like all them, they, everybody knew Bobcat. And then, well, they, he made that voice famous doing stand-up. And the, that's what these guys do. These guys create a persona, um, and that's their shtick. And the thing about Seinfeld, Seinfeld tried to reimagine himself after the show, and you, there's a movie about it called Comedian. You see him trying to like find his new thing, and it's just failing because people Dude, want... the first thing he did after Seinfeld was over, it was years later... Um, I don't know if he was on The Late Show or wh- whatever show it was on. It was like him talking about what he's done since Seinfeld. And I, like, the whole time I'm just like, I love Seinfeld, but I don't like Jerry Seinfeld. I'm just like, I mean, he's just a regular dude. You like, think of Seinfeld, like Seinfeld, the show was so genius, you want him to be that. And his stand-up was all, the stand-up became the show. And the voice everyone did, you know, the the high... If you've never heard Gilbert Gottfried do a Jerry Seinfeld impression, you'll die. <laughs> but it's amazing. Bobcat creates this voice, this persona. It's crazy. And, he, and every movie he's in, he does the same voice. Hot to Trot does the same voice. I love that. No, not really. Hot to Trot's a little different. It's still there. It's the, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was legit him. I thought, so did I. I thought he had a speech which impediment. Have, which, which makes him genius. It's brilliant. <laughs> he's brilliant. A lot. I heard that Gilbert Gottfried's a normal voice. So it was like Gilbert Gottfried. That whole thing is his shtick. Dude, you listen to him on Howard Stern, and he's so uncomfortable in his own skin. It's amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. I've heard that he turns it off. Dude, he is so racist and racy. And like He's so racist, he's hurt his own career. Dude, he lost Geico commercials. or that He was, lost Affleck commercials because was, he made fun of the tsunami. That was free money. That's the freest money. Now they have it's a duck. one word. Now they have a duck that sounds kind of like Gilbert. What an idiot. They had a national casting call to be that duck. Oh. Some guy in like Iowa got the job, dude. Aflac. That's, that's free. When I mean, you go to the studio, say the one word five times and go home. Uh, dude, he's an idiot. <laughs> 
But um, Bobcat's great. Then you have this odd character. Joel Murray's in it. He plays George. Joel Murray is Bill, Bill Murray's, Murray's brother. He's the youngest of nine. There's nine Murrays in the family. I didn't know that. You know who the oldest is? Who? The mayor on Groundhog's Day. That's the oldest Murray brother. You can see it. Yes, you can see it. You can see it hugely. Yes. So this one probably has the least amount of work. That one is a lot more stuff. But Bill Murray was talking about him when he was on Stern. Obviously, I'm the biggest super nerd Stern guy. It's crazy. But he was saying, I don't don't remember what he's wrapped up in, but he's successful and he's super content. That's great. Yeah, Bill Murray was saying that he's just a different kind of guy. He didn't want to be in the spotlight. He didn't. That wasn't his thing. But Joel Murray has—he's in some movies. He's in some movies. He's in. Um, he just did this. He starred in God Bless America, which was a weird, dark flick directed by Bobcat. It's the one where um, he's watching TV. Him and the girl from uh, Kick A, and uh, Steakin. The girl is. A, it's a show. It's sixteen rich. Look, Remember that MTV show where the kids would get kids would get like birthday parties? They're all oh, rich. Yeah, and, uh, Super Sweet Sixteen. Yes, and they would like. I wanted the car to be red. Like, so they're watching that, uh. and so him, Joe Murray, and the girl go out and start killing people who deserve to die. Just killing spoiled rat brats. It's a brute. Like they walk around just. Kill. When did this come out? It's a nasty movie, dude. They just go murder people. Holy cow! And become celebrities by themselves, dude. Like it's. That's weird. It's a weird movie. It's, it's a it's a it's Bob talking about like celebrity and TV world, um, but he's in Scrooge. He's he was also in that. What was he getting Scrooged? Um, oh, the one of the friends of the brother, the yep. Christmas party. Yes, you're right. We should be taping this. Oh no, that was the brother <laughs> said that. No, you're right. Um, you also have he's also in the best. We don't talk about TV very often, but I love TV. Love TV. Okay. TV's uh, amazing now. TV, it's it's a big commitment though. It's a lot of you watch a lot of hours for a single show, and if a show goes the rails, you're stuck with it. You know. Uh huh. Um, I gave up on Walking Dead season t- uh, three. I I stayed with Lost the whole way through. Dude, don't even act like it jumped the shark, dude. It's there's still gems in there. I'm just saying. Started off way stronger than it finished. Season one, you watch it any day of the week. It's some of the best television I've ever seen in my life. It's amazing. For episode one, is the best plot I've ever seen in my life. It is. I True. mean, just it episode is. one, it is. Jack opened his eyes, and you're in it. Crazy. Okay, but um, there's a sh- I think the best show written, the best written show on television is Mad Men. It's, it, I mean, it is. You gave me season one for Christmas. I never watched an episode. It's a different kind of show, but he's in it. Joel Murray's in the show. He's a recurring character. He's, it's, it's great to watch him, dude. Um, John Hamm, incredible, and Baby Driver. If you, if you listen to this podcast, you like movies. If you love movies, if you love music, and if you love driving, what the crap are you doing not watching Baby Driver? And if you're one of these guys that say, oh, Baby Driver wouldn't it awesome, you're an asshole. So shut up. Because <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> There's like five guys like, oh, man, I, I just didn't like I'm it. I'm so cool, I didn't like it. Because everybody <laughs> loved it. Dude, people like to be contentious. Dude, people are stupid. Like, people like, want to talk a civil war. Did it entertain you? I mean... Like people, talk, people talk Avatar. In 3D, that movie was a spectacle to behold. Dude, when I watched Avatar in 3D, I was literally grabbing in front of my face. It changed it, film! It, it did. I mean, stop, stop complaining. It made so much money, I didn't like it. It just dances with wolves and they're blue. I mean, shut up, dude. First of all, Dancing with Wolves sucked. You can shut up. Actually... <laughs> It was kind of good. It wasn't I, Pulse Man I bad. I just pissed myself. 
I, I, I still and hate you can do nothing about it. I still hate that part <laughs> when the Indian kills the guy from Murphy Brown, dude. Uh huh. I love the opening scene, dude. Okay, him. Dancing Wolves is pretty good. Oh it's just long. Dang. It's just long. It's, it's so long. It is really good. And when like you think about his versions of it, when, when like, you think about his other really long ones, that one's really good. I hated Waterworld. Dancing with Wolves, I think because he did so many epics, it made that epic feel worse because he did that same treatment for three, four movies. Postman, Waterworld. Postman's the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If Tom Petty wasn't in that movie. It wouldn't. We were talking about it. Uh, so, um, then you have Curtis Armstrong as Akak. He's Booger from Runs of the Nerds. He's a child in this movie. He's so young. And, dude, I don't know why. I have fond memories of Booger. Like... He's hilarious, dude. Like, I don't ever want to be that gross as a human being, but it sticky makes me laugh. Well, dude, it's it, for for we're gonna get to this later on the podcast, but he's awesome because when you watch Revenge of the Nerds and they're putting their frat together, he's an outsider. He's just, I mean, I mean, he's not a nerd. He's just a weird dude, and he's got no place. And they're like, "Come be with us." It's and pretty it's awesome. awesome. It's pretty awesome. But uh. Then you have. He's, I'm not going to repeat anything he says from Bruins and Nerds, but it's really funny. <laughs> Jeremy Piven. I, 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 he's awesome. It's got to be. Cusack must love Piven. Because every movie Cusack's in, he pulls Piven in somehow. Say anything. He's one of the, the guys. He's, he's a frat boy in this movie. He's in, he's in Stinking. Um, Gross Point Blank. Gross Point Blank. He's a good friend. I mean, dude, remember at the end of that movie? He helps him put the body in the furnace. Crazy. And he just goes, hi, my name's so-and-so. Who are you? Like, it's just like, like, who are you? Like, it, it, it's, yeah. it's crazy. I just helped you kill it a guy. It is crazy. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, because he doesn't even know him. Yeah. Like, he's like, uh, ten years! <laughs> <laughs> ten! <laughs> and so Piven does that, but he also does small roles. He's in Heat. He's a doctor in Heat. He, crazy. And he also did PCU. PCU's amazing. And he PC looks younger now than he did when he made PCU. PCU, that movie was, we watched that and we loved it. It is a goofy film, it's dude. It's crazy. But it taught me an important lesson. PCU is the reason I never wear the, the band, band shirt. At when the I go, concert. You, Don't be that guy. And I'm like, okay. I remember thinking to myself, don't. If I ever buy a, a t-shirt at a concert, I put it in my back pocket. Like, let it hang out. I'm not going to wear it. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. <laughs> you're wearing the shirt of the band you're going to see? Dude, so I remember, funny. like, I'm like, took a metal note. Never do that. Like, it helped me be it cool. It did teach us something. <laughs> and then, like, anytime I go to a concert now and, like, people are jamming out to the band in the parking lot, I'm like, you're that guy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, great cast. And the cast, like, about a movie like this we talked about last week, Independence Day. You get good, good actors and you put them into a pot together. And let him just carry a movie. It's a good stew, man. Exactly. And One Crazy Summer has, I mean, all these people go on to do stuff in their careers. And have them together. They play off one another. They have good chemistry. They all have their own scenes. The movie stinking plays. Now, Tony, what's your favorite moment of this film? So, Akak is bummed out because he's got he has got to move out of his dad's house. Because he doesn't want to be a Marine. He doesn't want to go to the Marines. He doesn't go to the service. And so he's feeling out of place. Doesn't know where he belongs. Because his whole life he's been taught, you know, military. Boy and Scouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole nine. He doesn't know who he is. So 
Bobcat, one of the Stork twins, starts telling this elaborate story. And Bobcat is a shorter, chunkier of the two twins. Yes. And he's got this wild voice. And the brother's like a regular, well, the brother's crazy too, but he's just like a regular voice. Bobcat tells this whole story, trying to help, you know, Akak out, saying, you know, there was this, this fat kid that used to get picked on all the time when he was young, and, and he had a funny voice, and everybody made fun of him, and he, and he had a twin brother that he didn't look anything like, and he really wished he looked like him, and, and then you think it's going to be this super sentimental moment, and Stinkin' Akak's like, were you that kid? And he's like, no, but I used to beat him up all the time. He goes, he goes, he goes, Egg, were you that little fat boy? <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. Dude, I watched it again. And like, got, it's tear jerking for a second. I literally was, I was misty eyed watching that scene again. And I knew the punchline coming. And I was still like, oh man. You can feel the pain in his voice. Dude, man. He has arm around Akak. Like, oh, I don't understand. It's like to be an outsider, dude. It's so funny, dude. My favorite scene in the movie. And the, the, the movie's whack. I'm telling you, the movie is insane. It's crazy. There's the, like, I mean, there's random cartoons in the middle of the movie. There, there's these little bits, these little, like, and it's not realistic at all. No. And it's still hilarious. Um, like, just a bazooka in this movie two times being used to blow things uh, up. Too bad the Godzilla suit is my... That's my it's, favorite it's, scene! It's my runner-up. So, because there's a scene where um, there, there's a movie being made and then... Oh, like, that is your scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's it gets stuck. GD! <laughs> he's, like, stuck in the suit. <laughs> Dude, he's, uh... There's a movie. It's, it's, it's making fun of Jaws. It's, um... They're filming a movie called, uh, what's it called? Foam? Foam. It's called Foam It's, it's about a uh, killer dolphin with rabies. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got the, the dolphin in the bay filming the movie. And uh, the directors are hired to do security for the, the To lot. watch the set, yeah. Yeah. So, so he, uh, watch the costumes Ed and stuff. Ed comes in to watch the props, the prop truck. And he's trying crap on and finds Godzilla's suit. And he puts it on. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, I want to be in that car. I, wanna, I know. I want to be in these suits. He's, he's a kid playing around having a good time. So funny. And he, he gets himself stuck in the Godzilla suit. And it's funny because he's just He's cussing, freaking out. And, he's, and it's, his, it's his voice. Oh, he's just yelling. And he goes to this party to like spy and make sure. Because Cusack's on a date. With the, the with the bully's woman. With the bully's okay, because you have, the, you have the, the rich father and his stupid son, who's a bully. Well, you have the rich grandpa, his evil son, and the rich stupid grandson. Right, all together. But and uh, so he wants to watch, and he sees Teddy get the call that his girl's with someone else at the movies. But Bobcat was supposed to call if he sees Teddy leaving the party. But sneaking the old grandpa drives by, throws a cigar into his sticking open mask, and dude. it starts smoking out of his mouth. And they're there celebrating. It's so it, dude, it's it's the worst. It's party. a big model of the town with the future lobster restaurant. It's like the whole like um he's it's the inter- yeah model. yeah he's introducing it to the city. And uh, the bank the bank loan officers there. T- t- the t- bank loan officer is an Asian dude, and he turns on the um, lights and. It, no one claps. No one and gets a And he's clapping run. hard as a mug. <laughs> like, everyone, you better start clapping, you punk cereal. Um, and uh, Bobcat runs out because he's on fire. Yeah. And he walks through that set. He's stomping on it like he's Godzilla. Like he's really Godzilla. I'll tell you something. That moment of that movie is when I realized 
how they made Godzilla movies. Oh, for sure. As a kid, we, we remember we used to go, we used to go to our babysitters in Flint at the, at the trailer park, um, and we watched TBS because there'd be Godzilla all the time on TBS, yeah. and we'd watch it. I mean, watch all those Godzilla movies, the, the, the Mothra versus Mothra. Kong, yep. um, the three-headed guy, what was, I don't King Zero, whatever his name was, King Zero. We watched all those Fakest films. stuff ever. But the funniest thing is there's always a bunch of, like, Japanese. Yes. Like, yelling and so screaming. The Japanese, the, the, so the Asian. The Asian dude up. is, like, clapping. He like, he thinks, it. he thinks it's part of the show. Dude, that scene is, and it's Bobcat's voice the whole time. It's so funny. I love that. Even Angie, because she's never seen this movie. Why would she? Um, she was laughing. If she didn't marry you, she'd live the rest of her life fine <laughs> not ever seeing this movie. Dude, it's a golden, it's a gem of a For movie. For me and you. Dude, I'm telling you, a lot of people are going to watch this and really like it. It's just, it's dumb It's fun. great. It's, it's dumb great. fun, dude. It's all it is. It's uh, it's time before there's Tommy Boy. It's, it's that kind of, it's, 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 a, it's a generational Slapstick, comedy. Slapstick, like, exactly. yeah. But uh, that's my favorite sticking scene in the movie. Um, any of the audible mentions scenes that you really like that you want to give props to? Um, when uh, what's um, Bill Murray's brother's name in this? George, when he's underneath the the lawn chair and a dude sits on a dude, lawn chair. First of all, who lets himself get buried with only your head sticking out? Never. I would never bury my whole body under the sand. Never. I don't want to be that helpless. He's like, hey, put that chair over my head for yeah, shade. Yeah, give me some shade. And they all this leave. This big fat dude sits down and starts like going through his whole picnic. Dude, eating chicken. It's gross in his ribs. Bag. Dude, <laughs> dude, all that chips. The boat, the guys are hanging out, and that pretty girl, Cookie, comes over. She's like, "Want to help us put our boat in the water?" He's like, "You know what's hilarious, about it, guys? Want to help these Bob girls out?" Bob that sounds like work. <laughs> like, no. He goes, he's like, he's like "Come on, get your fur." It's so funny, dude. Not really. <laughs> so often, guys will just like do anything. anything. Pretty, those two guys are smart. Like, that's. Like, work, it kind of sounds like work. We're on a beach, dude. <laughs> like, we've been working all week. And when they carry the boat down, they all fall in the water because they're all exhausted. <laughs> they're all, like, winded. And then Cookie's sitting on the boat as they're all carrying it. <laughs> it's so good. But then they remember their boy run back, and that guy pulls out a cat. They're like, George! <laughs> he pulled the, the big old dude. He's a huge dude. He's huge, dude. His legs are tree trunks. I know. Like, like I mean, they're just so, like, they're you sit down, they're, they're touching the whole. And I know. His legs are spreading the fat. And t- oh, he's like, Huge guy, dude. But uh, he puts out a, a, a big old can of chili, a dude. GFS can of chili, dude. Like, uh, and George's like, oh, come on, please. That's <laughs> <laughs> so but, but the guy's wearing headphones. Hear so we don't hear anything. Oh, come on, please. No. It's like, do, like, do, 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 do. Yes, Chuck Bogarty, dude. <laughs> And uh, and he's jamming and eating, no dude, not a care in the world. They get him out, and he's on the beach. He's so he's master blasting George, and George like suffocates. And, then, <laughs> and the EMS has to come, dude. They don't want to perform CPR. So they, dude. they get in a fight because n- neither one of the guys want to perform CPR on George. It's so funny. She's like jumps on the one guy's back. It's so it's 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 so randomly dumb. It's hilarious. I, I love it. I, I love I love the crazy uncle up in his room. With the, so funny. Dude, he's put the tattoo his head and the hair falls out. It's it's crazy. The whole movie is nuts. Leave me alone with my dream. <laughs> Why don't they leave me alone? He's <laughs> like crazy. Dude, he's so... It's, he's the, sitting in his room for the summer trying to win a million year, dollars. Every year. Radio, every summer. Tries to win a million dollars. If you hear the jingle and you call and you're calling number 50, you win. So the whole summer he sits in that room. Even remember he tries to go. He, he has to get the extension cord for the for the radio to go take a, a bath. But he drops the radio in the bath and he goes. He blows up and shoots out the window. 
It's so the uncle scenes are crazy, dude. It, it, the grandma scenes are crazy. Remember when she cooks for her mom? Dude. And she's like, gives him the bill, dude. It's you know, so you know, random. You know, grandmas, they love to do that kind of thing, dude. And she's just like, um, dude. You he, guys sure you don't want any dessert? There's a scene where they come home and she's like, where's my baby? She goes to the, 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 the <coughs> sister. And he's just like. She's crazy about me. I can imagine being like a grandson or granddaughter. And you know for a fact you're not the favorite at all. Oh. That would be brutal. Like our grandma loves her grandkids pretty equal, dude. Oh, she, she's incredible. She's an incredible woman, and none of us feel like blown up by her. She blows us up if we don't go see her. Well, dude, I was I saw the other day, and she like came down hard on me because she loves me. Mm -hmm. She's just telling me like about talking about money and the family and how I spend my money and and. And some might say, well, she's in her business. She's my grandma, and she loves me, and she wants me. And she gave me some, some advice <coughs> that was hard to hear, but I needed to hear. It was good counsel. <clears throat> she wasn't nothing compared to how she was on Jesus. Boy, Did she give him the business? Dang, Gina. No yeah. way. Oh, yeah. Dang, dude. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say to grandma? You know what I'm saying? Oh, dude. You got to take it. She's got those. She'll, she'll punch you with that, those, those rings, dude. <clears throat> yeah. But, uh, uh, Steve can... Um, so, yeah, the movies, it's worth seeing. Now, this is Rhythm Theater. You listen to us every week. You love it. I'm glad. How can you help the podcast out? I'm telling you, I want you, I, I want you to go on the iTunes podcast store, and I want you to leave five-star reviews. Uh, leave a five-star review, because I looked on iTunes today, typed in Red Rum, we're the fourth show listed. We want to be at least number one so Red Rum can be typed in and you find us right away. Oh, you're not aiming too high? We want to be at least number one. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> we're are... number four. We want to be at least number one. <laughs> How about you say at least number three, boy? No, these other podcasts don't even make shows anymore. They've been, they've been around longer than we have. Those shows suck compared to us. We should be above those guys. We should be easy to find in the movie category or if you type Red Rum. And so we, in order to get that kind of... Um, uh, out there-ness, we need you to just give us a five-star review. Exposure? Exposure. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't know, but I don't know. Listen, if we get that kind of outdoorness. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, so leave, if you leave a review and read it on air, we send you free swag. We got buttons, we got stickers, we're making... Don't put the sticker on the back of your car. I found that out the hard way. <laughs> bumper stickers different than normal stickers. It's not a bumper sticker. I didn't realize you. that. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about my sub pop bumper sticker I had, and I'm like, dude, that thing could go through the car wash. Two car washes, this is a white square on the back of my bumper. <laughs> my dang, dude. I'm your new car, dude. Oh, I, don't want, I don't want to try to peel it off. It just looks like a perfect white square. You know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, Could okay, be something so, I'm like standing up for. <laughs> so um, how this movie raises right, raises wrong. Raises right. I said, we said that earlier, 20 favorite scene. I cried watching the sinking scene. Here's the thing. The whole, Cusack's whole crew are a bunch of misfits. Outsiders. They don't belong. They're picked on all the time. Well, the reason that they're so perfect is because they don't belong anywhere. But when they're together, it's amazing. They're just boys. No one judging one another in the crew. They're just accepting one another. There's acceptance. And the frat boys love standing on other people to make themselves feel better about themselves, to feel cooler. And that's the frat way... Frat boys. Frat boys. You said the fat boys. Sorry, the frat boys. The, uh, yeah, the, the stinking spoiled rich kid punks. Yes. I hate that. Okay. That's like, that goes back to stinking son of a woman. Those stinking rich... Arrogant, pompous mugs. This movie, you give the thing. Is how I raise this right? Is that you gotta? You gotta be like Planet Fitness. 
Could be judgment free zone, dude. dude pound that. Gladio. Like the thing is, one thing that we've done our whole lives is we try to let people. We we try to. How do you say it? There's no such thing as an outsider with us. No. You, if you're cool and you're funny and you like what we like, we're hanging. That's it. I don't care what you look like, what, what you smell like. You might have to put your shoes on. We're all hanging out. But I mean, shoot. Who cares? If you're with us, you're with us. We don't. I've seen people come out here on groups intentionally not tell someone in the same room we're going out because we want to get rid of this person because what? They're not as cool as I am? That's, that's sorry, dude. That's sorry. Dude, I remember one time this super, super hot girl that I knew back in the day, she came up to me and she just says, How can you be so cool to everybody? And I'm like, How can you be such a bitch? <laughs> Like, who would even say something like dude, that? Dude? Like this, dude. I'm telling you, I was not cool for a long time. Oh, I know, Mr. Wear your Aldo's apron to, to school. Listen, eighth grade year, there was a kid who was as unpopular as I was, okay? I hate this story because you're such a dog. And stinking, last day of school, we're getting out. My first year in this new town, I already been jumped once in this town um, for to run in my This mouth. town needs an enema. <laughs> but um, this kid, we had all our like, projects, we had, we had all our stuff from the whole year with us, you know. This kid had a pinata he made in one of his art classes and he was kicking it home. And I don't know how it started. It, 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 okay, this is a different story. I it's thought... like a rock rolling on the hill. Like, people kids started like, picking on this kid. They'd walk by, they'd, like, they'd, they'd like, smack him. They were making fun of him. They were throwing paper at him. He's just they're trying to. He's sitting in the front row trying to just survive. Like there's like 20 minutes left. On the bus? No, we're in front oh, of in school. The teacher left because last day of school. It's just us students in a room. Supposed to be hanging out, having a little party, and they're just terrorizing this kid. They take his pinata, tear it to pieces, dude. Throwing the pieces at him. They're making this guy's life a living hell. You're there? I'm there. I know the kid. We used to walk home together almost every day. I don't, I, I don't back his play. I don't. You sorry mug. Dude, I was outgunned, outnumbered. I wasn't confident. I was All you strong. had to do was have a voice, dude. I, I know. I, and you know what? In high school, I found that voice. And even up north, I had that voice. But I was in a new school, new town. I know people. The thing is this. Now, as, as a grown man, even as a high school, even in college... I would intentionally pull people to myself that's on the outer fringes because I'm like, because first of all, some people have just never got an opportunity to be a part of a crew. And you let them be part of a crew and they blossom and become awesome. Yeah. Just give someone a chance to just stay. Jimmy Swartz. The knocked, man. Knocked out the school bully because we built him up. Just just give a guy just to stand and be cool. And he, that was amazing. <laughs> That, I, was, I told, that was one of your boys. In I told my kids that story the other day. That summer, that summer he learned to fight. He just, he just worked out, and no one knew. He was like reading books, learning how to do a bow stab. It was like Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> style. And I'm like, what is a bow stab, Donatello? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you just because thing is, there was a, there were some people in my life that that let me in their crews when I was a dork face McGee. Chris Johnson <laughs> let me into the crew. Yeah. I want to find him so bad because up north. I know he was we, the man, we, dude. Chris Johnson is so amazing. I was walking home from school. You weren't even there, and uh, something Parker. I don't remember his first name. Yep. And all them guys tried to jump me, and were pushing me, 
And I was crying, walking, and trying to just be, to get out of I there. Just, and, they, and they were following me, yep. and they were taunting me, and Chris Johnson shows up out of nowhere, and is shoving them, telling them, oh, come on, come on. And literally, Donnie something was there, and he told that Parker dude to grab Chris, and that Parker dude looked at Donnie and was like, you do it, you do it. Like, are you kidding me? Like, Chris was going so psycho because he's seen these guys, and it was literally Chris and, like, four dudes his age. And they were picking on me, dude. I was like, holy crap. Like, he's my brother's boy. Then he's my boy now. Like, holy. He was amazing. And because I, they, they, because that was done for me. He was like the first version of the Todd Father for you. He had the jean jacket. Exactly. Dude, he used to have, like, oh, we lived in a duplex. And um, he, he we, we've, uh, there's two places. We, we lived on one side and Chris and his, his family lived on the other. And remember, mom spliced the cable so that they'd have cable. And I, I remember coming over there one time, and, and Chris was just like, "Hey, Tony, you want to watch MTV with me?" And we said, "Remember, Poison was his favorite he band. Poison. Poison was his favorite, dude." He, th- so he had me sit there and watch the you know, MTV with him. He was just awesome, dude. And he was like the like a rock and roller, like early rock and roller. He was he was Bruce Springsteen. He was he was a Big Bruce time. Springsteen kind of guy. Jean jacket like a mug, cool as a cucumber, flooded like crazy. Floods, boy. That's he, that was, was, so was, yeah, was so tall. Yeah, he was tall as a mug. He was so tall and skinny he couldn't find jeans at the Salvation Army to go that low. <laughs> right, and we're all poor as dirt out there, dude. Dude, that's like when we live in Flint. You can't make fun of somebody when they're on welfare too. <laughs> Because uh, we are. Remember when that one dude was like, yeah, you show up in the Salvation Army. I'm like, man, you got your shoes at the garage sale. And I was like, dang. And I'm like, damn, it, we're friends. Like, what the <laughs> heck? <laughs> but there was a, you know, my first year of high school, I'm trying to be a, eighth grade and high school, I'm trying to be a bully to find like a. a I did that. I went through that phase too, I'm man. I'm trying to bully because I thought I'm trying to find, I'm going to be popular. <laughs> then I realized. Too bad a popular kid suck. Dude, I don't really want to. I don't want to work that hard. No, dude. I don't want to be fake all the time to get to get some some punk I don't even like's approval. Forget that. And then they go home and they suck. So there was a kid. You know how bad they want to hang out with the nerds like us when we were young, dude. Because we had so much fun, dude. We had a blast. What's that one dude's name? Something Pettibone. He hung out with um with Gerald and stuff. He was like really cool, real like ripped. He dude, he used to come and hang out with us just because we were so much fun. He was like a cool dude. Steakin. It was Andy Pettibone's big brother. There was a kid I picked on all the time in high school, in freshman year. So then I, I kind of stopped being that bully psycho. You know, my life changes. Uh, I become a, a, a better human being, okay? And uh, I stinking find this kid junior year. I, I see him around. I'm like, I treated that kid like dirt. I had a Two couple years, of those. I still feel like bad about And so I went to that kid one day. And I'm like, listen, man. I, I, I went up to him, and he was like, what do you want? I thought, his, his memory of me is not good. I'm like, listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I treated you this way. I'm sorry I said these things to you. I'm sorry I was mean to you in front of my friends. I'm a piece of crap. You didn't deserve it. I apologize. If you ever need anything, I owe you. And dude, we weren't going to be on friends. We didn't be boys. But it was okay between us. And dude, I think it meant the world to the kid. Like, the, I'm sure it like, did. Because I was a bully, I was a punk, and he was not a fighter. And I was a mean, you know, I was a mean fighter guy. Dude, we had some mean phases, dude. Jeez, dude, I feel bad. When you find out that you're a badass, don't use it for evil. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I made a super popular kid cry in front of everybody. No. Way. Yes. Oh man. I I I once there was a girl at college. Who was a man eater, and I made her cry in the plaza. Like I ripped, I I, I laid it because she broke my roommate's heart. 
I laid into her. Which roommate? He probably deserved it. No, he was just, he was a, she was a girl that just stole all, she would, like, kick guys in the hook. And he oh. thought it meant something. And so he, like, and so I went all in one night with a girl, and it went really well. So he just had to do my same play. Not that I've ever been to a strip club before, but I've had buddies and we were at the strip club. And I'm like, look, dude, you got money? They love you right now. They're not going to love you when your song's up, fool. <laughs> you got to tell people, like, this ain't how it works. <laughs> he, she, she, so she, she I, dude, I burned her world was down. Was she fine? She was really pretty. Dang, Gina. I burned, I burned her down. She cried. I left. Then she came to me laughing. She's like, I, I need more people like you in my life. Would you hang out with me? I'm like, I just told you no. Like, I'm not, I feel like Devil Advocate's coming at me a different direction, you know? Dang. You know? You're like, oh, what's she doing next week, baby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, uh, so you befriend the fat kid, man. The proverbial fat kid. Yeah, the proverbial. Anything. Kid. Just, there's no reason to push We've people out. We've got friends from high school still. And I, my friends, okay. On Facebook, I during the election last year, uh, it was uh, Trump and Hillary going after, and then there's a, the, the third party people. I looked at like what friends of mine had liked the Trump page, that had liked the Hillary page, and liked the Gary Johnson page. It was almost third, third, third. Dang. Because the people in my life, they're, they're just like yeah, they're me. all so different. Yeah. I don't want everyone to be like my friends to be like just like me. No. It's boring. I'm a pastor. I have friends that are outspoken atheists who cuss out Jesus on their Facebook wall. Dang. And I'm like, you're stupid, but you're my boy. <laughs> you're stupid. What time are we playing cards next week, bro? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we'll talk trash together, but it's all right because we're cool. People, I don't leave people on the outside. If, if, it, it just, it just. You want to hear something insane? I don't know if I told you. What? Speaking of crazy, like, you know, friends from high school, me and Jesus and a couple other guys were at. Um, a metal show at the Crowfoot. Okay. Run into Eric Reese. Jesus bought Eric Reese a drink, and we're sitting there talking, and Eric Reese is shaking his head. I'm like, what's up, dude? Because, I mean, we hadn't talked to him forever. He goes, how, in how insane does life come around? He's like, your little brother just bought me a drink. <laughs> and, dude, I mean, Jesus was a baby when we were hanging with Eric. Uh, he's a little, little tiny kid. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. Reese, dude. Eric, he's crazy, dude. You still tell me the, the podcast or no? No, I'm finna. Okay. I'm finsta. <laughs> okay. Raised us wrong. And, and this, we, we deal with it all the time. And this is because of how we were raised up. We, this is a common theme with us because, I mean, we grew up on welfare, dude. We and, grew up. And when you're on welfare, it's, it's kind of put into you that the man puts you there. Yeah. The, but in this movie, and this is a classic villain. Who's the villain? Like, in war movies, it's always the Nazis because it's okay to hate Nazis. And in these kind of movies, the bad guy's always the rich guy. Yeah. Because okay to hate the rich guy. And the rich guy in this is terrible. Rich, the rich guy's terrible. Rich son is terrible. They're terrible people. Spoiled, entitled. Just... I, mean, I mean, you remember what the, the dad was saying to the son, if we don't win that trophy this year, Teddy, you're going to have to, don't say it, Dad, don't say it. You're going to have to get a job. No, Dad, don't say it. <laughs> you're going to have to work. <laughs> but... Being rich people aren't the enemy. Like I, even you know what's crazy? This is, this is even America right now. Though the we are the ninety nine percent people hate the one percent, the, the super rich. Listen, if I have my chance to make it, I'm gonna swing for it. Are you kidding me, dude? Too bad our homeboy is gonna be one of the one percent. Dude, my, I have a friend that is the one percent. Yeah, you do. I got a oh, friend of dude. mine who's a, a, a massive multimillionaire. I got his own plane. But first of all, I knew him. I watched him fight from nothing to make it. No one gave him a dollar. He did yeah. it himself. And he's a 
He's financially yeah, very he wise. Yeah, but no, he ain't a trust fund. No. He's a self-made. But his kids will be. Dang. But you know, his kids, he doesn't give them. They, don't, they live in a normal house. They don't know their dad's. I was going to say, they probably don't know that their dad's super rich. They don't know it. They don't know it. Um, I'm just saying. For it us. makes me think of that scene in La Bamba when he's like, that, that Mexican dude calls on the radio. And he's like, oh, man. My wife, she's pregnant. We're living in the car. Your wife's pregnant? Yeah, she's in the car right now. You guys are living in the car? Yeah, man, she's in the car right now. She's pregnant. What kind of car you guys got? A Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part of that movie. That's really funny, dude. That's straight up Mexican, though, dude. so funny. We lived in the hood. Oh, we had the, the baddest Cadillac on the block, <laughs> Like with like uh, he had the, the food art. bank, food bank oh, every week. Oh, government cheese. And that caddy was beautiful. Dude, yeah, our mom was dating this guy. They've been married forever now, but he had every few years a brand new Cadillac. <laughs> I still like Cadillacs. I dream someday I'm gonna own a Cadillac. I'm not. It's not gonna happen. I'm not gonna happen. You had a Cadillac. You got pulled over all the time. That Cadillac was 22 years old, dude. So was the other one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Um, but Coondog I, rocked that mug out. I, I, I gave that away, dude. I, I, um, but uh, we, personally, if I meet someone that's wealthy, it's, I, I prejudge people. And this move like this, I almost was like, yeah, they suck. And I can't be that way. How funny was it when they put all the lobsters in the pool? Dude, I, my kids came watching. I got to do my laps. <laughs> Damn. The girl, he's like, touches his fingers and points down. What a jerk, dude. He does the uh, what's in their what's in their chest? Boom! Nose bump, nose bumps her. What an what idiot! An idiot. Um, but we don't hate the rich. The rich, the rich are not the problem. Okay, I don't I don't have some rich guy's foot on my throat stopping my life. It's just an excuse. Not no more. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to be free, baby. But uh, raise us strong. Rich guys are the bad guys. They're not. They're just people. And all you, you can be a poor you can be a poor man and still be a piece of crap. Yeah. Money don't make you evil or good. It's just a stinking thing. But uh so they did suck though. Those two rich guys sucked. But what are you gonna do? So you can follow us on Twitter at Red Room Theater or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Red Room Theater. You can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Ernesto Alanis. And I'm at Chico Love 24 And uh, what are we watching next week, brother? Um, we're doing My Girl. Yes, we are. That movie's amazing. It's going to be hard. It dude. is very hard, dude, because Dan Aykroyd is incredible in this movie. It's been 15 years. Dan I Aykroyd, haven't, I haven't Jamie seen Lee it. Curtis. What's the girl's name? In the movie or in real life? In real life. I don't I have no idea. It's a weird, like it's a weird syllable name. And you have Macaulay Culkin. Oh. How early was that for him? Well, we'll get to that all next week. Um, are the rumors true that I'm hearing Macaulay Culkin's going to play Kurt Cobain in a movie? I've heard this. We'll, talk, we'll do it all next I week. I think he would be amazing. We're, we're going to do all this okay. next week. Dude, oh, it's going to be fun. He'd be amazing. We're doing some Nirvana talk next week. Oh, I can't, I'm so great. excited. It's going to be great. And you know what? I think I'm going to announce the band next week, too. All right. It speaking sounds great. Of, speaking of okay. Nirvana talk. Um, so it's my girl next week. Then it's the Sandlot on the 23rd. And for July 30th, we're undecided. Go on our Facebook page. Cast your vote for the movie you want it's to gonna see. It's going to end up being the natural, dude, because the suggestions are horrible. Um, 
But listen, the point of this is SummerSlam, which means the movies. Summer movies. Have to be at the summer. Yes. Zach Davis, you recommended Stand By Me. We've already. That was like one of the first movies we ever done. That was not for the episode. It was Stand By Me. <laughs> Get it together, Zach. So give us a movie about a summer, and we're trying to find our final movie for the SummerSlam. So recommend it. If you, if you find the right one, we'll hook you up. If you're the one that recommends the movie, we choose. And if you recommend the movie, me and Ernesto both are going to be like, we're not even going to have to text each other. We're, we're just going to be like, holy crap, why didn't we think of this? Exactly. Someone, you got to be our muse. you got to yes. be like, boom, blow our minds, and we'll be pumped about mm-hmm. it. So as always, I'm Did we get soul. enough into the movie? Yeah, we, we, it's, 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 comedies are weird because you don't want to give away every scene. Yeah, true that. It's, it's Watch a, the movie, you It's turds. goofy. It's hilarious. It's an 80s. It's just cheese. It's awesome. It's hard to explain. It's, it's like Better Off Dead, but people haven't seen it. It's, 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 a, it's a weird movie, and I love it. Um, so, yeah. So, as always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next week at the Red Room Theater. If I could grow